Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as premium unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Get in early so we don't... You know, miss your call at the end of the show because it lines fill up and we want to get to everything we can. So we're Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge, where we do brakes right the first time. I'm Bob, as I said at the stop of the show, and sitting next to me always is Kyle, and we're here to answer those questions. Maybe got a project car. Broke down car. Broke down. Everybody's got a broke down car, don't they? Everybody's got a broke down. Yeah, or soon to broke. Soon, got, to, soon to break, rather. Yeah, I got two of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, you got plenty of time tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on the list, right at the bottom. Right, right. Well, at least it's on the list. It can do nothing but move up. So, yeah, there you go. A little bit of rain out, so you, uh, you have to get, probably pull it in the garage. Who knows? You don't, yeah. want, you don't want to start your project to get a thunderstorm going. Been there. Yeah, and everything, all your... All your nuts and bolts are rolled towards the curb. Yeah. 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 No fun there. Win, lose, or draw, it's getting fixed. <laughs> so, you know, I noticed, uh, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen this. If you haven't, um, they're having an auction this, this weekend, which is kind of a, an interesting auction. They're having a square box Chevy auction out in Grand Island, Nebraska. Are you going? I'd love to go. I, I But I got, it kind of popped up on me. I don't. Well, I love the old square box Chevy, seventy three to eighty seven. I mean, just yeah. I just love them, you know. And uh, they're becoming more and more popular. It kind of seems like every ten years there's another popular Chevy. Mm-hmm. I did ten you know, years ago. It was the first series, and then now everybody's square bodies. And, yeah, you know. And I bought one actually for a friend about two and a half years ago. Just a great rust free one, and and he's redoing it and, and making the, it's going to make it back to the like the one he had back in, in high school sure. so uh I, I just it was it was too good a deal that was those are a great project they're simple well it came There's from nothing Wy- to them. yeah it came from wyoming yeah so that means there was just no rest to it all it did was have a hundred thousand miles on it and somebody did all the hard work you yeah. know as far as all the suspension it was just uh couldn't couldn't do it so but if you're free, you might look that up on the internet, find out when the sale's going on. There's about 130 trucks going on. If you're into that or want a, a square box Chevy, um, they're lifted, maybe not lifted, maybe stock. You know, I was looking at that online. They got just about a little bit of everything. Yeah, Spirit of 76. Yeah. You know, I remember back in that day where they used GMC had a gentleman Jim. That was oh god. That was a high end for General <laughs> the Cheyenne, the Cheyenne, Big Ten, the Big Ten. They had them all. Yeah. And now they have actually ones that that are retro, so you can get yourself a brand new Chevrolet, oh, it, and then have all new pot, uh, panels put around it, um, and make it look like a square box Chevy. Yeah, but they they cost about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on up. Well, that but, isn't bad. But, but, <laughs> no, it's not because there's a lot of fabrication involved in that. A lot of fabrication. 
but they look really cool. I've seen it. You know, you you grab the door handle like it was 30 years ago, and then you jump inside, and it's brand new Tahoe or brand new truck with all the amenities of today. So it is like it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, for us anyway. Or you can go get one of those square body Chevys, put an LS1 in it, some air conditioning, and <sighs> yeah, 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 too much work. Oh. <laughs> Too much work. Well, you, can, you can make payments on the other. Come on, Kyle. Yeah, you can finance a hot rod project. I'm proof I, of that. Well, <laughs> I suppose. All right, we're going to head over to Brad. Brad's got a 95 F-150. Brad, what's going on? Well, I've got a 95 F-150. It's got about 130,000 miles on it. It's a secondary beater truck for me. So I got a check engine light come on, and I pulled the codes on it. Puts your OBD-1 connector. It gives me an EGR code. Um so I went ahead and, you know, disconnected the EGR valve and sucked it, the vacuum down on it. It's stumbled idle. So I went ahead and replaced the vacuum control solenoid, figuring that was a problem. I still got the same issue, uh, and I'm not sure where to go from there. Okay. So with EGR on that old of a truck, it's either going to work or not. Yeah. So if you pull your valve off, you know, you can get a vacuum pump, put vacuum to it, see your pin will move. Take the vacuum away, your pencil goes back. That's all that that thing does. I mean, you can do that as a visual inspection, but yeah, see, I did that when I when I put the vacuum to it. You know, the, the it would stumble at idle, so I'm sure the pencil's moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And then, so on top of that EGR valve, was there a uh, electrical connector to it, or that's off to the side? I can't remember. Uh, that's off to the side. That, that's off the to the side. Yeah, that's I replaced. Yeah. Well, but do you the, have vacuum going into that solenoid? Yes. Okay, okay, so vacuum's going in. We just have to figure out if it's coming out. You have right. a vacuum gauge you can hook to that hose, put it on yes, a windshield wiper, drive down the road, you should see yeah. engine vacuum. The last thing is is that you've got a carboned up port. So the, o- the only three things that are in this system is something electronic, uh, something, right. something mechanical, or something with a flow. So it, both of those may be working, but it can't get down to actually through the tubes, through the tubes to the cylinder. And if it's blocked up or carboned up, it's going to come back up and set a check engine light because it doesn't see any flow. Okay. So that would be the last thing that that I would do. You see a lot of that, like uh, well, just not every car, but a lot of cars that have EGR valves always had some sort of plug port. It's basically like an artery, and that yeah. it's it's an air artery, and once it gets so much carbon buildup, it shuts off. Is that a five four engine or is that the four eight? That, that's a three zero two. Three zero two. Okay. Five five zero. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I guess I'll just pull the EGR valve off, take a look at it, then I just you know yeah. I put back the EGR valve and stumbled the idle. I figured I was okay there, but maybe not. You can blow some air through there and see if you're getting something blown. You know, if it's going blowing through or it's kicking back at you. It's kicking sure. back at you. That's you know, it's a sign that you may have something plugged, or find a, you know, a thin wire or something like that mm-hmm. to run down that tube and and make sure it's not not plugged up. All right, sounds great. Appreciate right. the help. You bet. All right, yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate the call. Yeah. <laughs> EGR is just not something we see every day anymore. Not anymore, and I don't miss that either. That that's probably second on the list of glad it's gone. Yeah. First being carburetor. Come on, Bob. Carburetors weren't that bad, were they? they well, no, carburetors were okay until they didn't work, and then um, a little dirt gets in here, a little dirt gets in there, and you know, somebody you, runs ethanol gas, and then you got a whole another. 
problem? Well, either you overhaul it and it works great or you overhaul it and you can never fix it. Yeah. Just because it's so packed in there or, yeah, it's, uh, but, you know, fuel injection made it really nice. Yeah. Really nice. Now they're making conversion kits for carburetors to fuel injection and they are easy. Yeah. Yeah. Make them for the Ford Falcon. Well, (laughs) that's how you know. Yeah. Probably what? Thousand bucks? No, they weren't that expensive for the six cylinder. It's yeah. like seven hundred. I think the last one we did was right at about thousand to fifteen hundred. Yeah, the V eights are a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Works good. Yeah, works good. No more stalling in the winter time. No more uh, hard starts. No more flooding over. You know, it's just it's not your typical turn the key in the winter time and go. You don't got yeah. do Michael Jackson foot deal on the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah. It's not your, unless you've got a little bit of experience, it's not anything that you really do at home because there's just a lot of little things that go on. And fabrication, I'd probably say there's more fabrication to it than, than anything else because mm-hmm. you got to have your linkage hook up, you got to have your transmission hook up. But, yeah, you know, we've done one a while back and it turned out pretty good. He's still driving it. So, Innovation. Innovation, yep. Everything keeps moving, keeps going. All right, 558-1110 is the numbers to get in, and uh, we'll be back in just a minute. From the makers of Siri the Mechanic comes the far more realistic virtual assistant, Carl the Mechanic. Hey Carl, what's the speed limit on this highway? How am I supposed to know, man? Why don't you get out and check for yourself, you Carl, have you been drinking? Well, what are you waiting for? Have the little fart check the tire pressure for you. Experience what it's like driving around with a real-life mechanic in your car with Carl the Mechanic. That's free child labor. Hey, am I right or am I right? Now available on all flip phones and Nokia devices. Okay, we are back at the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110s and numbers to get in. We are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. So call us with your uh, square body stories if you've got one. If it's your Everybody's work. got a square body story. Yeah, I, I would think so. It's a certain age to do, don't you? Yeah. You, we used to hop them up and, and uh, throw 38s or 44s on them. Oh, yeah. 44-inch tires and go... Tooling down the road, go four-wheeling. Those are easy trucks to work on. And, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like a Jeep. I mean, it's like a Lego set. Yeah. You just get the part you want and it fits. Yeah, yeah. Get, them, get them stuck in the river. Yeah. I'm sure. No trouble. Get a winch. <laughs> Got a winch. Yeah, that's how you figure out you need these things. <laughs> yeah. 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 Back then you had just chains. Now you got something that could pull them. Yeah, you got to make sure you got a nice hitch on it so you have something to grab yeah. onto. So you don't. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. Yeah, there's a lot of trucks. I noticed a couple of articles, too. Um, GM, when they were building the 2022 hot Tahoes, in order to keep production going, they 3D printed roughly 60,000 parts. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. I didn't know 3D printing was come to that particular part that you can... Oh, yeah. I didn't know we 3D can... printed. I know we 3D printed. I just didn't know we 3D printed that much. Yeah. I mean, I... Would guess there's advancements in it. I mean, yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. I mean, is is your is it just all injection molding now, or is it you 3D print your uh, dash or your 
or just how I suppose there's a lot of everything's plastic now. I so mean, essentially, I mean, if you got a big enough 3D printer, you could 3D print the whole car. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And I suppose they just make throw them a that motor big. in there and away you go. <laughs> I, yeah, I suppose. We went from MPVs, mostly plastic vehicles, to all plastic vehicles. <laughs> Yeah, and then, and the uh, electro the electric cars that are coming up are probably going to be even worse. Yeah, they're trying to uh, to save as much weight, but you have to add more plastic in order to get the rigidity that you do out of a metal car. Mm-hmm. Because you know the the plastic cars, and we've done this article before. We've done this; they, they weigh more than the ones back in the seventies. Oh yeah, and the, boy, the, the ones back in the seventies were kind of tin tinny, but you know. It's what it's what you have to do in order to get it up there. So I don't know. Seventies yeah. wasn't the greatest era for cars. And we had no. the Pintos, the Mavericks, you know, the Vegas. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Once you hit seventy, seventy four, when the oil crisis came around, everything just kind of they were doing whatever they could yeah. to shed weight and the Gremlin, <laughs> <laughs> amazing automobile. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we're going to head over to the calls. Uh, I've got Faye, got a 2020 Toyota Tacoma V6. Faye, what's going on today? Uh, my uh, my husband's uh, Toyota truck um, has 15,000 miles on it. When he first got the truck, it made a howling noise at 55 to 60 miles per hour. He took the truck back. He had the head mechanic go for a ride with him. He agreed there was a problem. And they had the vehicle three different times and hadn't fixed it. Finally, as a last resort, they put in a um, rear end. And now it howls between 45 and 50 miles per hour. Well, <laughs> well what did they put in? Uh, you broke up the roof. The differential? Dif- oh, differential. Okay, all right. Wow. Um, that's not a lot of miles to be having those kind of problems. Yeah, and they're, they're supposed to be really good trucks. Oh, they, yeah. And they are, and they are. But every once in a while, every manufacturer has just one stinker that goes on, and, and that's normally not the car, but sometimes it happens. So so we've, we've kind of ah, – so the, those kind of noises can be kind of tough. I mean, you're really – you're going to be suspension-related, not so much suspension-related. You're going to be drivetrain-related, or you're going to be tire-related. Um, Something that's turning is causing the problem. Yeah. But – it's a tough one without hearing it. Yeah, without hearing it. We have to. We get these trucks up in the air, and we'll have somebody inside throw it in four wheel drive, give it some gas, get it making noise, and then we have a stethoscope, and we go from here to there, mm-hmm. and try and narrow it down that way. And well, when they're you know when you're in the truck, when we first heard it, it sounds just like a wolf howling. If that helps at all. <laughs> well, you're, if you get on the highway and get this really making some noise and you kind of take the wheel and kind of merge back and forth, see if that deadens the noise any going one way or the other. Yeah, and, and what he's looking for there is a wheel bearing. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to. And then once it starts doing that, maybe let off the gas, take all the load off the engine, put it in neutral, and see if that changes anything. Yeah, so if, if you accelerate down the road at 55 mile an hour and you're hearing this noise, when you let off the gas, does it diminish or does it go away? Um, 
that's what they're that's why they put a rear differential in it because it, they were thinking that it had a problem with the pinion bearing yep pinion bearings or the rear differential bearings but you basically got some sort of num uh, something going on either in the transmission transfer case because I'm assuming it's four wheel drive uh, rear differential or you got tires that's a, that's the things that will howl as you're going down the road um, unless it's some sort of wind howl is there anything else? Um, no. All the windows are up when you go? Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah, sometimes I'll roll down a right rear window or something to get some air in. Next thing I know, we hear a whole truck's in a vacuum. And yeah, your whole ears are popping. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. And it's just a weird noise. It's like, what the heck is that? And then you realize what what's going on. So, um, well, yeah. do, you th- do you think it's a bearing? I mean, again, well, that's a hard thing to say without hearing it. But, I mean, it, it probably is a bearing. The, 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 the problem with that answer is that everything's a bearing. Every, <laughs> everything inside of a transmission, you know, from the input to the output shaft, spinning on a bearing. So, so is the transfer case. So is the rear differential. I mean, everything, anything that rotates is on a bearing. So yeah. to narrow it down it does get kind of tough. And uh, I've been exactly in that in their in their shoes and kind of what it is. And sometimes it's it's You'll frustrating. Think it's that, and then you got the drive shaft carrying the vibration, and yeah. You, well, there's one more question. If it's with this Toyota, are we having trouble with Toyotas with this same year, the same problem? I'm, Have you heard anything on that? No. 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 Oh, okay. And you can kind of look you look on the Internet and, and, and see if that's something that does and just kind of bring up your vehicle. But, no, not, not as a rule, not that we've encountered or had a problem. And there, I'm sure there's other problems, but they're, they're complicated machines, so they will everything will have a problem. But no, that's that's out of the ordinary. Um, I would probably say it, it's gonna it's gonna be frustrating, but just kind of keep working with them a little bit. And uh, you're under warranty; they'll take care of it. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's yeah. gonna be a timely process. And all right, well, thank you very much. You bet. All right. Yeah, we didn't help her all that much, but it, it is it's 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 frustrating, especially on a oh, new yeah. vehicle. And. Uh, Brand I mean, I, new vehicle. Yeah, you know, and we've we've gone through the whole deal. I mean, we've gone through differentials. We've gone through transfer cases making that noise. We've gone through wheel bearings, um, uh, axle bearing, everything. Went through a set of tires. I I remember a guy says it's not my tires. So I said okay. So we put a different set of tires on and take him for a drive, and I guess it was tires. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talk tires yeah exactly and it is it is frustrating because you it's hard for a, a technician or mechanic to to diagnose that down specifically because it only happens at 55 65 mile an hour down the road mm-hmm. you can't really open the door and and stick your head underneath there you it's just something that has to be done in the air and sometimes it's a little bit of an educated guess and sometimes you get it on the first time sometimes you don't so all right we'll keep working with him <laughs> They'll get it taken care of. All right, we're going to head over to Dave. Dave's got a square body story. Dave, what's going on? You still got it? Yeah, square bodies we knew and loved. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at first a buddy of mine had one and kind of taught me how to drive in it at the old International Scout. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's six-cylinder, uh, three-speed. Uh, it is like a little, you know, square uh, vault or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, always, you know, it, it climb anything, you know, not real fast, but you know, always got the job done. Eh? Well, they were. A I remember that the friend? He was he was out uh, one time uh, 
left the road a little bit trying to hit a mailbox, I think, and and hit a rock right on the front differential. <laughs> <laughs> His dad wondered what the heck happened when he got home and the front differential was leaking. <laughs> he, he made it home and probably got it fixed. Hit a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, you got to be careful out here. You know, the, the the mailboxes look like an easy target, but the first time somebody gets one run over, some farmer throws a rock out by it, it's uh, – he, all he does is come out to get the mail and see how many parts are there. Yeah. You know, you get, yeah, you got to cut the car in half. Yeah, you, gotta, you let the grass grow up, found it, and uh, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, the first car I drove, I was learning to drive a stick with that. It was, uh, it, you won't forget it. No. Yeah. yeah. They, they were fun trucks. They really were. And, you know, we really they haven't don't gone. I not see any of them anymore. I seen old Scout 2 by the side of the road the other day, but you don't see many of them uh but, uh, yeah, uh, there's my story. Yeah, well, appreciate the call. I haven't seen one of those in a while. You know, the last International Scout I had uh, came in. It had an LS swap in it and, uh, you know, 33-inch tires on it. It re- was redone really well. Mm-hmm. It was a super tight fit. I wouldn't want to work on anything with it. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you just can't get your hand in anywhere. But, um, it, it was it was a good-looking vehicle, so. All right, 558-1110s and numbers to get in. We'll have some lines for you after we get back. We'll be there in a minute. Okay, we are back on the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110. I, I think I remember that song playing back in the day when we were driving those old trucks. Remember the Remember the band? I don't. No. I, I know I know that we were playing it. I the radio remember. worked in your truck? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was aftermarket, of course. The original radio, that was gone. Yeah. You had to have a cassette player, Kyle. I mean, eight uh, track. Well, it started off with an eight track. Yeah. But that, that had to go too. You had to have a cassette player. How did that work back in eight track days? Did you like when you were going somewhere? Did you take them all with you? Or oh, you, you had just a case. Pick one every day. Yep, and... yep. Had a big case. It looked like a suitcase. <laughs> looked like you were going to get on a plane at just about any time. Yeah. And you flipped it over, and uh, you flipped it open, and these were all, you know, looks. I think my dad still has eight tracks somewhere. Yeah, and then you, you plugged it in, and you just got to a great song, and then it just kind of dimmed down, and then changed tracks and put it back over. Never could really figure out why they wouldn't just complete one song on one track and then go to the next, but they had to. The, it's technology. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we had Come cas- a long way. When we had cassette players, Kyle, it was just. You were it, mm-hmm. or you were nobody, if that's what you had. So, Well, all right. Uh, struggle be- was real. <laughs> struggle was real. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was. And somebody else had better stuff than you did, and you had to go run right down to the st- – that's when they had stereo stores. Well, they still yeah. do. Record stores. But they, the, the stereo stores were everywhere versus a few now. But I don't know. Yeah, After a while. JVC you, tape deck. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like to hear what people say versus going, huh, all the time. So, I don't know. You know, I noticed that uh, another article I seen that they're going to start putting less and less options with all these this chips problem that, that they're having out there. That they're just going to put less and less options on cars. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, there are some things that just need to go. Yeah. There, there are, and, you know, we've talked about that in the past, but there's some things that... Once you have them, I mean, you just got to have them again. I mean, if 
I don't know if you're like me, but you know, you see a new car commercial and they start showing you the features and options, and I, the only thing that's going through my head is like, wow. I can't wait to see that broken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're on the other end of having to fix yeah. it, you know. And and the heated seats are great in this part of the country. Everybody's got to have heated seats. Yeah. And, and I didn't They've think come a long way. Cause I remember they when have. they first came out and Saturn couldn't get them right. They were, the grid would always break, and you got to mm-hmm. pull all the upholstery off the seat and put a new heat pad in there. It all depends on where the wires are ran. I mean, if you put them right down in front and where they go you know, back and forth and back and forth, they're going to break. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I needed cooled seats till I got a truck with the cooled seats. Now, I, boy, there's an option I can't be without, especially on a hot day. Never going back. In a black truck. I mean, oh, my gosh. It just it sucks up every little bit of ray and uh, makes the inside of that hot. So it's mm-hmm. – but, you know, there, there are some other things that are going away. I know the GMC was – kind of limiting the Super Cruise until such time as they can get the chips in and then add that on later. Um and they didn't weren't too specific about what they would be getting rid of, but you know there was. I mean, do we do we need rain sensitive wipers? Hmm. Probably not. I mean, yeah, most people can figure out. Hey, it's raining. If you're looking out the window, I'm pretty something's sure that yeah, something's going on. And if you can't see, I I think we were all smart enough at least then to turn the wipers on. Yeah, we need to remedy this. Yeah, there there's just some options that seems like it's more lazy than what you need. Yeah. I, but who knows? Who knows? We're getting there. You know, and, and with, the, with electric cars, I imagine that everything is going to be run by the by the computer. So you're, you're staring at that all day. Yeah. Is there even going to be a turn signal anymore? Or just you're in the turn lane, it turns it on via GPS? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I did. See sure, that's coming down the pipes. I ju- if I just thought about it, somebody that's smarter than me is thinking about it right now and how they're going to get it to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did see I did see a, something on TV the other day about the the self driving car and what the race is to get to the self driving car, and there are there are lots and lots of people trying to all the technology they possibly can, and um, unfortunately, you know, a few people have gotten pedestrians have gotten killed in this process of trying to figure this out. But I guess they're all thinking that there's a a big pot at the end of the rainbow. For this. Now, you just brought up something very interesting that probably only I caught. Okay. You said the race to build the self-driving car. Are there going to be self-driving car races? Ah, uh, that, that would be nice. Is not, NASCAR going self-driving? Well, they're actually, <laughs> actually, you're right. <laughs> but there actually was a test. They, they did it out in California, and they had to go 17 miles or something along that line on a self-driving car. And they had to go up and down over the obstacles through water and everything else. And the first time they went out, there was a million-dollar prize. Uh, very interesting. I seen it on PBS the other day. It was very interesting that they, if the first person that could make it through this entire maze with all of these uh, self-driving cars got a million dollars. The longest mm. one made it, uh, I think it was a mile. It, cool. it ended up on the side, uh, you know, <laughs> down a cliff. So then the, redirecting. So they all went back. They all regrouped, and then they the next year they came out with a uh, two million dollars for the second year to be able to get it done. And I can't quite remember it was two years or three years, but they somebody finally made it all the way through because it's all done. They can't they can't check everything. They can't see everything. You know the 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 human, believe it or not, is way more 
sophisticated in driving a car and being able to judge and see and make quick reactions. Peripherals. Yep. Yep. And somebody pulls out in front of you. They had other ones like uh, that, that they couldn't see the the car the truck passing in front of them. Really. Therefore, when the self driving car and this happened to a couple of Teslas when they they were taking a nap, it just takes the roof of the car completely off, right at the windshield <laughs> post. And of course, a few people lost their lives on that one. But uh, it 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 doesn't see that uh, vehicles turning in front of you. And uh, several different trucks where they ran underneath them. And it just, it says right there that you should be watching what you're doing, not just, you know, playing on your phone or I don't know taking how... a nap. Or if you're going to take a nap, you need to lay all the way back. That way, if you do run underneath the truck, at least you've got a yeah, fighting chance. Taking your head out of the game. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know how comfortable I would be. You know, I, I would think that my anxiety would just be on cloud nine by yeah the- but but i could see us getting used to it and getting complacent with it the one guy and i don't know who it was but the one guy that was uh driving the tesla when this happened it was uh, he was a kind of a, a a youtuber and he was doing a lot of uh you know had his own youtube blog yeah, and he was at work yeah <laughs> yeah he was at work he, he was doing that and showing you all the features and this and that and the other and he had to quit mm. suddenly he had to quit so he's not out there That'll happen. All right. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. All right. We are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the number to get in. Uh, We are Buchanan Service Centers, 80th and Dodge, 50th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Brakes, 49th Avenue and Dodge. We're on Dodge. So stop in and see us. Yeah. Get your car fixed. Bob and I will sign some autographs. Yeah. Whatever you guys need. There you go. Yeah, we my... need shirts and hats. That's what we need. Shirts yeah, and we hats. Do. Mr. Mechanic shirt. We do need. My pen's almost dry from autographs from yesterday. But yeah. I'll get a new pen. Those are cheap. I did see another article that was um, talking about how less pollution is happening with the electric cars. Less, that's where we're heading towards it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um that you know the, the old everybody's against the old classic cars we're not no and they say no. they they spew so many emissions and this that and the other but the amount of the amount that the classic cars and how many how much you drive those versus an everyday car like a uh, you know electric car the, the cost to build it is going to be so much with all the pollution that they have the cost to build it all with the plastics mm-hmm. and and everything else and yeah have you ever been to a place that molds plastic? It's they don't it's, smell good. They don't smell good. No, <laughs> they smell terrible. It's stinky. It's hot. It's uh, and you're still burning. You know, they, they take in fact that you're still burning coal to. You know, we haven't changed this in what 200 years. We've still burned something. Yeah. In order to spin to heat water to spin <laughs> the wheel to make electricity, no matter what it is, that's just kind of what we're doing. So uh, it's. It's it's just a false. I'm not against them, but it's just like uh, you just need to get the facts straight of kind of what it is. Yeah, but we'll st- we'll still like the roar of an engine. Yeah, you don't get that with an electric car. No, it's it's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> there you go. That's all you hear. Um, and I've driven a few of them. They're fun to drive, except for it's missing something. I feel it, incomplete when I get out of the car. It is a little bit. 
It, it needs some noise. It, it does. It does. You don't have that. You don't have that energizing feeling. You're right, Kyle. It just doesn't. Yeah. Imagine going to an electric car drag race. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost like you went to a meeting that where everybody was didn't say anything. Yeah. It just it was. I go to a drag race. I don't want to hear for the rest of the week. <laughs> Exactly. That's what I'm looking to come home with. Yeah. Boy, if you've never been to a drag race and been down on the line and when they take off, it is just an amazing feeling and uh, goes right through your toes, right through your hair and makes it stand on in. It is just amazing to hear. About the time they finish, you get maced with nitro. Yeah, it's 10,000 horsepower next to you is just fun, I'll tell you. All right, we're going to head over to Jim's. Got a 98 Chevy Blazer. Jim, what's going on? Well, I got the Chevy Blazer. I've had the shocks re, uh, replaced, uh, just about everything on the front end, and it it seems to wander on the road. If you're driving, it just if you don't take your uh, you don't take your eyes off the road because it just wants to wander. Is that a characteristic of, of those '98 Blazers? Do you know? How did it? Uh, I got to ask a couple questions here. So, how did it, did you change a lot of suspension parts? I'm sure you did. It was a Blazer. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, the ball joints, the shocks, yeah, uh, die rod ends. Did Did you always? Was it always this way? Well, I just bought this thing probably eight months ago, okay. and uh, it was really bad when I bought it. You know, wandering on the road, and uh, then I brought it in, and they put new shocks on it, and the ball joints. They said need replaced in the tie rod end. So they did all that and it still wanders. It just wants to, you know, if right. you don't keep your eyes on the road, it'll just wander around. Yeah. So it's more than normal. I would say they were always a little top heavy. Yeah. And they sat kind of high for their suspension and wheelbase. So, I mean, you're going to have some amount of that, but uh-huh. It, it shouldn't be to the point where you need to be focused on the road 24-7 in order to keep it in your lane. That That's not right. But no, the, I, the reason I ask you this question is because we I, I battled one of these and still remember it. Mm-hmm. And what the problem was is that they, they brought this in for an alignment. And it said a lot of what you're saying. I, it just kind of wanders all over the road. I go over bumps and it just it comes back down to the ground. And it's like I'm... I'm, I'm fighting it all over the place. And what, yeah. what we finally had come down to was the idler arm on the right-hand side is you can you can put that on the frame either one way or you can flip it around and put it on the other way. Now, it, it'll, it'll bolt up to the, to the bottom of the linkage just fine, but it's, it's, it's kicked out to the right, and it, that's how you, I think, believe you bolted up as it's kicked out to the right. It's not a straight up and down bar. If you go look at it um, uh-huh. and it's kicked out to the right a little bit. Well, if you take that bar off and then you flip it around and it'll bolt up exactly the same way, it takes your suspension or steering geometry and takes it out of whack. It's like riding your bicycle with the handlebars turned around. Yes, exactly. You, I see. Yeah, it, it throws your your camber and your caster out of way out of whack, and when it does that, you're you're fighting all you're fighting it all the time. Now you can put uh-huh. your, you can put your camber in into probably spec, and you probably put your toe in into spec, but it's, your caster will be a problem. It took us oh, it took us a couple of days to figure this out. And you order a new part, it looks exactly the same, but when you switched it around, all that problem went away. 
That's I'll the first. Yes. Yeah, I know it. I still remember it. That's been ah, that's been eight, ten years ago, or longer. Yeah. But we fought it so hard, and those are the ones you remember. But we got it fixed. So that's that's the first thing I would do. Go look at that uh, idler arm on the right hand side. See what it is. Okay, we'll do. All right. All right. Let us know. All right. Hey, thank you. Yes, I will. Thanks. All right, Kyle. I hear the music. That means we're end of another show. We made it. We made it. We don't think we fixed very many, but we fixed them. We fixed all that called. Hey, it's all we can do. It's all we can do. It's all Next we'll do. week, we're going to call you. Yes. I got the phone book right here. Be ready. Be ready. We'll be calling you. All right. Uh, let's see. 558-1110 five, five, is the numbers to get in next week. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week.